Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, everyone. Hello, beautiful human. It's the Zach Sang Show. It is Friday Eve. Seriously, happy uh, almost Friday to you and to those you love. Hi, Dan. Hey. Hi, Cam. Hello. Hi, Carlos Camera. Uh, Jordan, hello. hello. Kelsey, hi. Sam, hi. Hello. And a big hello to you. Call us. Phone lines. Uh, by phone lines, I mean, you can, like, you know, call in using the AMP app. And the chat room is totally open. Uh, the band Camino is going to be in studio today. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Very exciting. Tell your friends. Uh, also, it's National Lazy Day. Mm. And it's also National Spoil Your Dog Day. Oh, that's every day. Yeah. And uh, somebody in this room said something incredibly surprising. And it has to do with thinking when you're going to die. I want to unpack that in a sec. But I also <laughs> got to retract something that I said and a couple tears that I shed yesterday on this very program with you talking about Lil Tay. Lil Tay was this Canadian flexer, wannabe rapper, young kid. And there was a statement on her Instagram that she and her brother had died. It was so legitimate feeling and looking that legitimate news sources picked it up from local news all over the world to national news sources mm -hmm. to TMZ, New York Post, and beyond. All of it late yesterday, early today, coming as it's all bull squash, total nonsense, a load of horse hockey. And they're saying that her Instagram got hacked. <clears throat> and they're doubling down on that story in a very deep way. I'm friends with her manager, her manager, management team. So I'm getting like inside looks into what was happening. And God's truth, yesterday they were out of the loop on all of it. They did not know. They literally had no idea what was going on. The whole thing is so weird. Well, it remains weird because it's like, you know, her brother is in charge of her career and her, her mom has always been in the picture, but her dad has been out of the picture. They painted the dad to be this evil being that's trying to manipulate and hold back Lil Tay, really known uh, by the name Claire. But know something, Tay, Claire, is a normal kid, normal human being, and shes I feel like she's almost cross, uh, caught in the middle of it all, but the reality is she's also making good music right now. I hear it's a cross between Taylor Swift and XXXTentacion. I'm hearing the same things, probably from the same guy that you talked to. But now it's coming out that she's uh, very much alive, her brother very much alive, and they're claiming the Instagram is hacked. Is that true? I don't know. Here's the thing. I have a question about and I know we have no answers, but if we're, we were both hearing about new music coming soon, it's kind of weird that they would do this like whole fake death thing. Like, But also, why did they not tell their manager? Like why did like they have a management team? They have a great team, great people. Why I mean, aren't you telling them? Yeah, and I don't like. But also, the, like the, the the brother's a little out there, so he kind of does things on his own. I, I feel like he acts autonomously, so he really could be leading the pack here, and everybody's following suit. Uh, but they didn't learn their lesson. 
the first time? Don't you think if they were legitimate, and I don't know any of these people, I'm just asking, but don't you think if she was legitimately hacked, they would have come out immediately and said that? Yeah, somebody would have said something, but everybody's like, I have no idea what's like going on. Like if somebody posted yeah, on my Facebook today a bunch of inappropriate things and I looked at it, I'd be like, oh crap, that wasn't me. No, Cameron, you're right. You immediately squashed that, but they let it fester. They let it grow. They let it mutate into something that ultimately results in really great press for them. So, But is, was this their idea of like, this is the new like soft launch of her new music career? Because it's I, not a good look. If you come my, out in music- My gut is saying yes. If you come mm. out in music like next week, everybody's like, you, you, you faked your death to promote your new music. Right. Yeah, but the other- op- Yeah, but you got to double down. She's in this position where it's like, okay, like either like you, you double down on the fact that it was hacked or you come out and you're like, no, I, you know, I faked my own death. What you think right. that they, if let's just, let's say it wasn't hacked and they did plan this again. We don't know. Let's say it was hacked. You think they thought this was a good idea? Like not a, what good can come from this? I mean, let's think about it like this. More people are talking about Lil Tay in the last 24 hours than have probably ever talked about Lil Tay before. Yeah, but not in a good way. I, that's where I feel bad for her because it seems like a situation where she just got, if this was on purpose, she got some really bad advice. And she's only 14. Oh, you know? And by the way, I don't think she did it herself. I think her brother no, did it on her behalf. No, of course not. If anyone did it. Of course not. And also her name's not Claire, apparently. Her Is that true? Like now, No, Claire Hope. She the, the, the thing that TMZ posted said, like, Claire's not my real name. What's her name? What's the real name? Let me pull it up. What is going on here? Um, I know it's oh, here clear. we go. My Instagram account was compromised by a third party and used spreading dry information and rumors regarding me to the point that my, to the point that even my name was wrong. My legal name is Tay Tian, not Claire Hope. That was okay. their statement to TMZ. Yeah, but this is again, like she, she's been in the middle of this really heated divorce between her parents and yeah, it's her sucks. mom and her dad. Her dad has the last name Hope. So, you know, again, <laughs> like, not good. Like what? All of this right here, right now. You know what it's giving? Hmm. It's giving <laughs> somebody over there made a mistake, and they're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, you know what? So. I hope the music's fantastic, and I can't wait to hear it. But we don't know for sure any of this. You know, we really don't know. Maybe Lil Tay will come pay us a visit one day. Maybe, but I did get on get on here and tell you that she was dead and uh, got emotional about it. So I do feel like a giant moron. Well, that's you and everybody else did that. So well, yeah, because again, it was verified by so many different news outlets. If you broke the news and you were the only one to say it, then I understand. But you know, the thing was, it was verified, but it never was actually really verified. You're right. Every and, single and, article and it came like, out that the uh, statement that they posted was written by AI. I mean, again, <laughs> like if you're going to verify anything, like it was coming out that the dad uh, had no information, police had no information, the ex managers had no information, nobody had any information. But again, every news source was talking about her being dead. It's crazy. This is very weird. This rest is a in, weird one. Yeah, rest in peace, little Tay. No, she's here. She's alive, and music is most likely on the way. But who knows? I have no idea. I don't know any of this. But I do know that President Biden today approved disaster declaration for Hawaii. I was seeing video with Kelsey today. Uh, the wildfires that have been raging all over the island. I mean, again, unprecedented damages. Another once-in-a-generation thing for us to live through. It's a uh, very scary stuff. I was seeing a bunch of videos and stuff on Twitter last night. Um, one thing I did see, which was very cool, Apple iPhones. They have a, a f- uh, what do you call it? Feature now that is like the SOS thing. Oh, the satellite will take uh, over where your uh, your service bars are. Yes. Yeah, so 
a bunch of towers were knocked out in the fires, but the SOS satellite connection on this particular person's iPhone was still working, and they were wow. trapped in a car, and Apple was able to connect them with emergency services and get rescued because of this feature. It's kind of the reason they're alive. It's really, really cool and important to know that that's an option if you're in mm. a crappy situation. Technology, man. It really comes through when you need it. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, this uh, declaration that the president ordered is really set to supplement state and local recovery efforts in all of the areas that have been affected by these fires. Um, these are going to be grants that can be used for temporary housing, home repairs, low-cost loans to cover uninsured property loss, and a whole lot more. So we can you know, do our best to ensure that they rebuild to their fullest. Just breaks my heart. It's really crazy to see something so beautiful, so peaceful, so serene. Such just like essence of beauty and tangible bliss be turned into something that couldn't be further from the opposite. Should I tell you my favorite Nicki Minaj line again? Sure. <laughs> I don't think so. No. You're not going to do it? No. Do it. No, no. Come on. <laughs> I was just like, you know, one and done type thing. In the island of Waikiki. We don't need to do the second part. Oh, yeah. That, that's it. That's it. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, but that's the part I really like. Oh, kiss my ass and my anus because I'm finally famous. Thanks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. If you think the show is messy, <laughs> you should see the studio when Zach leaves. I, I have no idea what I just put my hand in. So, Zach Sang Show. Okay, we have a lot to dissect here before we get into the band Camino. Also, big day yesterday. Beautiful human Taylor Swift announced that 1989 is coming back. Oh, wow. Holy crap. We're, we're screaming. Where were you, Carlos Cameron, when you got the news? I was on the couch at my home watching the live stream from the concert. How surprised were you? Not at all, but um, I mean, it's exciting. I heard rumors she wore blue in every uh, one of her outfits, right? Yeah, last night. She usually wears different colors and like every era was just like, the form of that dress, but in the color blue. Mm. Uh, By the way, uh, we're doing the show a little bit earlier today. One, because of the band Camino, and two, because uh, I have to like go and interview people at the Variety Power of Young Hollywood event. Right, Jordan? Oh. Yes. In the city of glitz and glamour. And by chance, I'm going to be wearing a suit that is what? You're giving 1989 Taylor's version today, I think. Um, I'm wearing the colors, which is like a blue and a sand. And I feel like Kelsey did this to me on purpose because I hear you're such a huge Taylor Swift fan who already got invited to a Taylor Swift 1989 listening party. Wow. Yes, the month is August and it doesn't release until October. I 
I've never been so unexcited for something in wow. my life. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. Carlos Cameron gasped. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited on behalf of Carlos. Like, I'm happy that Carlos and Jordan and everybody who, like, loves Taylor Swift can have this. Um, I just don't need to have it. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you're included. The amount of group chats you're getting is really wild. I showed Zach. I, I did get um, Dozens. a couple invitations, but you know. So what do you do at wow. these parties? You sit there and listen. Yeah, they filmed it last time, and I, they're like, I didn't have a real reaction because I didn't care. They filmed <laughs> it. They so, filmed it. So it's just Kelsey Wait. looking stoic and a bunch of girls crying around her. Uh, I want to go see that. Yeah, me too. Is it's on what, film. Let's do it. Yeah. Carlos Apparently, IMAX is there. <laughs> Who yeah. was filming it? Uh, my friend. So they oh, just like yeah. well, you just like go like song to song, and you film your reactions to it. Yeah, you already heard, you already know the songs. Yeah, and, and I didn't get it. Some of them cried. I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, mm -hmm, she's sitting there. Everybody's like freaking out. Kelsey's like, this one was good. The next one was good. I think this one's good. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, have you RSVP'd for the party yet? Um, I hearted the text. I will not be going. <laughs> See if you can get a plus seven. Yeah, we, yeah. we all want to go. Does everybody want to go? Yeah. What I mean, we do have two months. So. What kind of 1989 themed dishes are we having that night, Carlos? Mm. You know. All food that was popular in the year 1989. <laughs> America. Casserole. Uh, apple pie. <laughs> TV dinners were all the rage. <laughs> the microwave was just hitting shelves. <laughs> uh, a lot of cream and mushroom. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I want to go. I'm, I'm in now. That does sound pretty funny, right? Oh, man. Uh, that is truly amazing, though. Like, nobody else has been able to do this level of no, hype. No. Releasing no. music they've already released. No, you yeah, got to respect it. She got a million likes on her Instagram post in like 13 minutes. And it's like an album that everybody knew was getting announced last night. And they're still acting like they're shocked. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I love it. It's really, I mean, good for her. Style's the best song she's ever made, so I'm happy that one's coming out for a second time. And I do feel like the bigger she gets, the more people who used to not be Taylor Swift fans just become Taylor Swift fans because it is giving like, oh, why the fuck not? Yeah, yeah. it's like watching the Super Bowl. Like, everyone's going to watch just because. Yeah, like what? Everyone's wow. a football fan at this Isn't point. Isn't it crazy? Like, everybody was trying to buy lottery tickets this past week, and Taylor Swift's like, I don't need to. I just worked one day. <laughs> Bitch, I am the lottery. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. That's actually interesting. It's insane to she think makes about. more than like the lottery. No, well, she's going to make like $600 million from this tour or something like that. Weak. Yeah. yeah. Poor. Yeah. Do better next time. Um, Pretty impressive. Well, 1989 on the way. Prepare oh, yourself. So this website says um, you should you should order pizza because Welcome to New York is on there. And, you know, it's like a New York slice. Okay, great. Thank you so much. When we start working on the menu for our 1989 listening party, we'll definitely consult. <laughs> yeah. But as of now, we have two and a half months. You should cut a hole in the middle of the pizza so there's a blank space. Oh. oh you do something else to it. <laughs> what? I don't get it, Dan. <laughs> Yo, You're listening to The Zach Sang Show. Cool. Sick, yeah. bro. Sponsored by no one. I'm very open to you. Any sort of like therapeutic uh, strategies, techniques, whatever. Sure. But this is the first I've heard of this. Carlos Cameron just casually brought up the fact that you believe what? That I'm going to be dying at the age of 50 <laughs> or around there. And please <laughs> tell us how this thought first entered your brain. Um, so on one of the first meetings that I had with my therapist, I did like family therapy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
with my mom and my brother, she made us write down the age that we think we were going to die. Can somebody Google that technique? Like, what the fuck is that supposed to teach somebody? What is that? That is so dark. Now, besides giving you a giant countdown Instagram clock. Do you remember what that strategy was? Do you feel comfortable sharing? I literally don't remember because it was like three years ago, Uh like right after COVID because we were fighting a ton at home. Mm. And so I don't remember why, but I wrote down 50 and I don't know why that came into my head, but (laughs) yeah. Out of everybody in your family, did you think you're going to die the the soonest? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what my mom and my brother wrote, but. You wrote 50. Do you believe it? I don't know what. I don't know. I think just like I envision that for some reason. And like by 50, I think I'll do a lot. So I don't know. (laughs) Question. What do you envision exactly? Wow. Just like. I don't. I have no idea why fifty. It seems like a long time away, but also yeah. at the same time, it doesn't. So I don't know. That's interesting. So your therapist asked this to your entire family. Yes. And what were like the follow ups? She like what did she explain why she was asking? No, you? she did like this whole like thing. She like took us to like our couch area because she would come to our house mm-hmm. and do the sessions, and they were like three hour sessions. And um, she took us to our couch, and at that point, Loki, she like made us all fall asleep, and like nothing was done like that day. So she was just, like talking, and she's like made us like record it on our phones. I wonder if I still have it. Look, I, I need to look at that. Whoa. Did she hypnotize you? It kind of sounds like hypnotism. What the fuck? I was also tired, so I don't know. <laughs> T. Wow. Uh, have we Googled anything on this uh, strategy? Well, like, what does the internet say? The only thing that's coming up is, like, you're, when your therapist asks you these things, they're also assessing you, you. I can't read. They're checking to see if you have a risk of hurting yourself. Oh. But that's why I'm like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't, so it wasn't just one person, it was the whole family. Interesting. Well, I I, I'm not seeing anything on that. Uh, I couldn't find anything other than that. I have not once thought about the age at which I'm going to die, and I don't want to think about that. Like, I can't, like, you know, like, because then I'm thinking about, I'm waiting. Uh, I'm just counting down. I mean, the truth is, there's no way of knowing. I think, you know? unfortunately, I'm going to live to, like, I'm 110. 110? It's just, I'm just going to be one of those people that's somehow just never going to kick it. I'm, like, wait, waiting for my time. Unfortunately? Who the 110 hell is a long yeah, time. Who wants to be alive that long? No. Me? What are you going to do between the ages of 95 uh, and 110? I could be my fucking prime, dude. I got a delayed start as is. Yeah, you probably will be in your prime when you're 98. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Science is going to really evolve. <laughs> Think about it like that. Think, Think about what the advancements are going to make. I'm yeah. telling you, an age is just the mindset, baby. I'm going to remove my wrinkles with my brain. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to think about him oh. real hard. If only. Yeah, natural Botox. <laughs> if no, only. No, seriously, though, I'd love to live 210. Sounds. Knock on wood. Sounds. No. You ever you ever hang around an old person, like real old, like in their upper 90s? You're like, what's the, what's the point? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be that guy, though. I'm going to keep smoking <laughs> weed. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to live a good life when I'm old. You know what, Dan? Good point. Next time I encounter a 90-year-old, I'm going to go, so wh- why? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? What are you doing with your life? Why do you keep breathing? <laughs> Can you tell me? <laughs> Man, uh, yeah. fascinating. Old people and age. Thank you, Carlos, for sharing. I hope I see you way past 50. I'll see you at 110. Did you say your birthday was Saturday? Happy pre birthday. Happy birthday to Dude, Carlos. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to dinner. I want to go to the fair. I haven't gone this year. So, good. That sounds fun. I don't know. Cool. I want to go to the fair. I do too, actually. You want to go? Maybe. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. It's giving, uh, <laughs> hey, come over this weekend, but I'm not going to send you my address vibes. <laughs> I def did that to you. Yeah. Do you have some, like, do you not want to hang out with Cameron? No, I like, do. It's really, look, there's no, been, this has been a Cameron hate filled week. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's I, well documented. I got to say, cameras are rolling. I got to say, say it. Last week I wanted to hang out with Cameron, but Cam I thought it was going to be a day event. Cameron was ready to come over at 9.30 at night. That's very, you know. Because you said you were having a house party. And you and I did clarify earlier that week if it was an evening thing. And you said yes. Uh, well, and like, you were also up till three in the morning. So I don't really understand <laughs> what the argument is here. It's okay. It's fine. I get it. You don't like me. That's not true. Go ahead. Are you embarrassed by him? What no. time do you think I'm going to die? What age? A couple hours. Do you wish it was 10 years less than it is? <laughs> I think you're gonna have a really long, healthy life. I don't know. Judging by the way, I'm still sore four days after swimming. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. <laughs> you did go swimming as a means of exercise. That's yeah. the best form of exercise. I think the guy that was also there thought I was drowning, though. Yeah. Yeah. Backstroke is hard. It's hard. Oh, you're doing the backstroke. I was stroking all over the place. <laughs> all kinds of strokes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you made it through, dude. Thank you. Do you have you seen a physical difference from it? Oh yeah, I'm Jack now for sure. <laughs> Everything's different. Oh yeah, oh, shoulders. Yeah, you, you have lips like Michael Phelps. Oh, yes, easily. Smoke weed like him too. <laughs> you know, Olympians smoke weed. That's okay. Do, what do you think of that, that Dan? I think they should be thrown in prison. <laughs> you and the people of Russia. Yeah. <laughs> you pick up the ganj, go straight to jail. <laughs> okay, you don't think we should have athletes that have the right to smoke bud? Oh no. Nope. Okay. It's an illegal drug. Interesting. You really feel that way? Yep. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Well, I'm going to go see a show tomorrow night. Noah Khan's performing. Noah Khan. Yeah, I'm hoping Post Malone shows up on stage with him. Could happen. Maybe not. Cool. It's a great venue where they're playing. The Greek. Heard of it, Dan? Have you been there? Yeah, I like the Greek. There's a lot of traffic getting in there, so I try to avoid it. <laughs> okay, got it. You asked. <laughs> When's the last time you went? I uh, saw Logic play there, play there about eight years ago. Nice. <laughs> I've avoided it ever since. Last show I went there was the shins. Oh. Yeah. What about the knees? What's the next song? Gosh, there's a lot to get into. It's the Zach Sang Show. And Camino going to be in studio in a few. Excellent. Yes. And I've been hearing people sing this Billie Eilish song nonstop on the TikTok. I was even giving gifts today to somebody uh, who's like busking live on... TikTok? Mm-hmm. You were see you we we were doing Wait. it together, Carlos Camera. How much how many gifts do we give no, out? He was throwing gifts. I was about to start going on live myself because <laughs> you wanted to uh, Yeah. What? How much should we toss out there? I have no idea what they equal to, but he was throwing multiple gifts. I, I threw a tiny dino in there. How much a tiny dino cost you? I don't know. They go in coins. TikTok is its own currency. I don't I don't understand it. Oh, so to you it's fake money, even though yes. it comes out of your actual bank account. Well and then I, I threw him a cowboy hat and a mustache, threw him a couple of roses. Oh I just got an email from our accountant. It says <laughs> That's it, everybody. <laughs> it just like that. It. bankruptcy is set in. Too many roses on TikTok. <laughs> uh how much did you pay? What else you did know I said? You know how much you were paying? Just say it. Come on. Um I don't know. I yes. really don't know. I don't know. Does anybody else in this room send gifts on TikTok? Wait, you buy them in like dollar amounts. So. Right. Okay, so but you know how much, how much money you put in? So maybe 10 bucks. But I don't think I saw, sent it okay. all. Okay. All right. Well, 10 bucks. All right. So you put 10 bucks in. It's like it's like kind of going to the arcade where you give them 10 bucks. You get a little no, quarter action. Yeah, but it's like a lot of fun, you know, because they call you out. They like say your name. But yeah. I, but it's weird because I know this person. So Zach. Let's say like, Zach. thanks, Zach, for the rose. Thanks. Thanks, Zach, for the cowboy. Oh, 
Not seeing any money over here yeah, when I say it. Happen. Oh, if I hit ten, if I did ten thousand likes, I'm gonna do some Shawn Mendes. Boop, 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 boop. That makes you feel good about yourself when you get a shout out from the drummer boy. No, nah, I mean the drummer boy. <laughs> Who is it? What are we? What's the guy doing again? Is he nah, bus? He's a he's a busker. He's not drumming. Whatever. What's that? What's you know busking? what busking means? It means you're singing in public. All right. I don't. For I think money? they call that singing in public. <laughs> Doing it like a public square for you throwing money in a public square, you say? Yeah. Should we start going on live for like I don't know an hour a day here yes. and we'll just see how much money we can make? I have a a plan for that on Fridays, perhaps. Okay, that's yeah, a good yeah, idea because like, I've been working on my NPC thing, my non-playable character over. mode. That's like, come and gone. No, yeah, no, very, yeah, it's dead. Yeah. You're it's so dead. In the water. What do you mean it's dead? When was the last time you heard of a uh, little baby? What's her name? Little baby was just live the other day with twenty five thousand people watching. What are you talking about? Peaky doll. Pinky doll. Pinky doll, whatever. Pinky baby. New baby. New doll yeah, baby. No, that's, that, we need, that's we so need to, yesterday. We What's need, next? The mannequin yeah. challenge? What's, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to do the planking. <laughs> and we need to be the first on whatever's coming up next. Yeah. That means we got to invent it. What? I don't know. Yeah, what is it? What's that's the next a, live TikTok thing? Mm, we could figure that out. That's right? a lot of pressure. I don't know. We got to see We got to see where we've been to understand where we're going, you know? By the way, Billie Eilish, are you going to play the one from Barbie? Yeah. I know it's really sad, but people... Oh, everyone's I rolling their told, eyes. I was told, because I sat down, I said, why is this song so popular? Like, Billie's great, but this, this not, it's a little slow. And they're like, well, you have to see the movie, and then when you listen, you associate with that scene, and it That's makes true. it better. And I'm like, okay, well, I haven't seen the damn Yeah, but movie. aren't you always, like, wondering and asking a question, like, what was I made for? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I do sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, I have an agenda of what we're going to talk about on the show, but I don't know where it is. Zach Sang Show. And now, let's take a bite out of some food news. Mm. So tasty. Oh, I would like to start with Dan's favorite, the people at Krispy Kreme. Oh, I thought you were going to say Subway. I actually had my attention for a second. Nope, I can talk about Subway in a second, but All the people right, at Krispy Kreme have already come out with their pumpkin spice donuts. Oh, thank you, Cameron, for this news, because pumpkin spice season is upon us. Pumpkin spice donuts you know from Krispy Kreme. If pumpkin spice was going to be anything, donuts make sense. I kind of agree with you, but not from Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Uh, no. They have the pumpkin spice cheesecake swirl donut. Mm. Uh, I don't need, I just need a donut. I don't need all this extra shit. They have the pumpkin spice maple pecan donut. Okay, no. I like that. Here's what I would like if it wasn't from Krispy Kreme, the pumpkin spice glazed donut. Oh, that sounds Simple. amazing. And then they also have the oh. pumpkin spice cake donut. Okay. A lot of, lots of pumpkin spice. I was in Oregon this past week and I got a maple bar. Love oh. maple bars. Did you go do Rudy Donuts? No, it was just some little donut store that I walked by, and I, I said, I'll take that because it looked good. And Maple it bars was. are tasty. Maybe tomorrow I'll come out with Krispy Kreme for everybody. Okay. Well, I thought you liked me. <laughs> I love Krispy Kreme. Torturous oh, donut? Why don't you bring in Dunkin' Donuts? Hey, oh, that's a transition. So Dunkin' is coming out, not with a donut, not with anything pumpkin spiced, but spiked coffee and tea Oh, delicious. Drinks. Interesting. Uh, in my opinion, this is, they're going to run into the same problem Four Loco ran into a while ago. Too much caffeine? Too much caffeine and too much alcohol equals heart attack. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to have spiked iced teas available in slightly sweet, half and half, strawberry dragon fruit, Ooh. mango, pineapple. Wow. And then they have iced coffees, caramel iced coffees, mocha iced coffees. I like this. Vanilla iced coffees, 5% alcohol. In the teas, six percent in the coffees. I have never been able to get into a mar uh, espresso martini, but maybe this could be how I ease into it. Now, I was talking about this a little bit earlier, and Kelsey asked, "What kind of alcohol is in these drinks?" Not good. 
malt liquor. Ah. Why is that bad? It that is just like the cheapest kind of alcohol you can get. That's what oh. you find in all these seltzer drinks. Anything that doesn't specifically say vodka or tequila but on it. But it's also a liquor that takes on a lot of other flavor, right? It, uh, I imagine so. But it's not It's not good. It's the cheap of the cheap, basically. When does it hit shelves? Uh, I believe these are out now. I think you can get them now. Run, don't walk, baby. Uh, they are 12-ounce cans. And then I don't know if you saw the... I think this might be a Walmart exclusive, but Sunny D oh. has a spiked like, I, I orange saw, juice thing. And not a exclusive to Walmart, but I did see them at Target, too. Really delicious. I could. Did you try one? Yep. Really I want to try one of those. I have them. I, have you had Sunny D in a while? No, it's been a long time. It hurts to swallow it. Really? Because it's so different. Yeah, I just I wasn't used to it. And I took a sip not too long ago. I was like, God. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah, there's a lot going down. That's why you got to You got to cut it with vodka. You guys ever go to Starbucks drive-thru? I go to Starbucks drive-thru never. I don't like drive-thrus. Lines are always way too long at Starbucks drive-thru. Okay, so here's some drama from my town back in Wayne, New Jersey. Tell me. Back in Wayne. Back in New Jersey. The mm -hmm. town's called Wayne. There was a drive-thru. Starbucks next to a nothing bun cake and the line is so long every day <laughs> that there's local police officers that have to be there 24-7 to regulate traffic flow so it doesn't block the nothing bun cake. That's nothing where the bun. tax money is going. Mm, what gosh. is nothing bun cake? It's a cake yeah, store, that's, Dan. It's like the best. It's nothing bun, bun cake rules. So uh, Carlos Cameron brought me a nothing bun cake for my birthday one yeah. time. Oh, that's right. It was really good. So, so, so Starbucks, the drama is that Starbucks has too many people in the drive-thru and people can't get into the bunk cake. Yeah, so now yeah. we have to, uh, you know, put police officers at the Starbucks to regulate traffic and pedestrians. Well, I ask about the Starbucks drive-thru because now there's an alternative. You know how Target has their little Starbucks deals inside? Yeah. You can order Starbucks now at Target and have them deliver it to you in the parking lot. Oh, that's ridiculous. Of the store. So they're making people... Walk orders out to people's cars. I feel like Target wouldn't like this because uh, if you walk into Target to get a coffee, you most likely walk out with a million other things. I I agree. It doesn't make sense. Like you think because there's always that five dollar shelf yeah. right by the tar by Starbucks. Mm. So I feel like they would I, get you. I'm not into car hops. I don't want you to come to me. I'd rather go to you. And if it's gonna happen, like I'm driving to you. Don't come to me parked somewhere. I don't I don't like that interaction. I've never done that, like, like where they bring their groceries to your car or something. I don't know. Do oh, that. yeah. Have you ever been to a Sonic? I have been to a Sonic, and that's where I actually realized I hated it. Really? I don't like them car hops on the rollerblades. I like Sonic. But I do like the ice cubes at Sonic. I they have did, those? I almost did Sonic Radio. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What does that mean? They have uh, radio, like, DJs that are only doing radio for the, the uh, Sonic drive-ins. So you only hear it on the speakers it's on. I think it's genius. How, how do you get involved in that? Uh, it was just, I emailed one guy. He got back to me very quickly. <laughs> a Craigslist post? Uh, actually, I think it might have been. Cra no, Radio Disney was Craigslist uh. back in the day. Uh, last thing I have, Goose Island, they're a brewery. They are coming out with rice pudding inspired beer. Oh, that's delicious. I love rice pudding. We were just talking about that. That's why I thought of you. Give me Cozy Shack or give me nothing. So they're going to have rice pudding beer, Bananas Foster beer. And uh, Backyard Berry. So, okay, so does it taste like rice pudding or does it actually have, like, rice in it? I mean, they probably use it, use rice pudding at some point in the process. Interesting. To, to bring the flavor profiles in. What is Bananas Foster? And what, how does that compare to Banana Cream pie? I think that's like a caramelized banana with sugar, right? Over think, a high yeah. heat. Mm, I think so. That tastes pretty good. Look oh, one me. more thing. Sorry, I have one more thing. Yeah, let's eat it. You remember the McDonald's snack wrap they used to have? Mm-hmm. They don't have that anymore, but Burger King just added one. 
Oh, wow. Because Bur- Burger King's like, hey, we're still here. No. <laughs> Burger King's working really hard to make a comeback. They, they're working their asses yeah, off. Yeah, they're redoing the logos, the inside of their stores. They're bringing out new items. Good on, good on them. Yeah. King uh, ain't dead. The last time I went to one was probably 10 years ago. Long live the king. Burger King? I go to Burger King because they have an impossible burger. And they also oh. have onion rings. So. That's good. Amen. Amen. Well, there you what have else it. they have? Well, you know they have snack wraps at McDonald's overseas. It's just that you're in America. The McDonald's overseas suck. No, I had a good time there. Uh, the halloumi fries are really good in London. <laughs> you had a good time at the McDonald's overseas? I had a good overseas. time there, yeah. They need more salt. Yeah, yeah, well, they're just healthier than us. Yeah, I don't care. They care about their people. I don't. They have a national health service that can't be burdened by obesity. So they're like, oh, let's, I don't know, cut cut back by, by the chemicals and the salt by like I don't want, a lot. I don't want your excuses. We were sitting there for quite a while and we noticed something. We pointed it out. In London? I don't remember what we noticed. At McDonald's? Yeah. How clean it was. That's what it was. It was so clean. Oh, it was yeah. so Fine. nice. And everybody's wearing like hair nets and beard nets. All my friends that are from overseas, when they go to a McDonald's <laughs> and they see it, they're dis- they're, they're disturbed by how disgusting it is because they're like, this would never fly where I'm from. And that could be New Zealand, Australia. Oh, and the other thing too we notice okay. is, and this is probably because they get paid better, that everybody seemed not stressed out. That's what it was. We looked like, you know how normally you go to a fast food restaurant in the States? High People strong. are like- Running around back there, freaking Chick Fil A looks like a, a damn factory. But overseas, it was like, oh, you want a burger? Give me a few. I'm gonna walk to the back and make you one. It, they're really nice, you know. Ah, yeah. miss it. We should move back there. You're right. Hello. I loved our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. You're ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. No. All right. What's your food news, Zach? I thought Thank you were gonna you. give me some Subway news. You said later. Oh, oh my God! We'll, I'm so sorry. We'll get into that in a second. Okay. What? You can wait, Dan. It's part of a whole thing. You're going to love it. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. You're welcome. I feel so full now. I don't. You'll get fed in a second. Yeah. Chat room remains open. Phone lines too. Band community are going to be in studio very soon. Looking to hang out with you. The key to a good show is lowering your expectations for us. Lower. Lower. That's about right. Zach Sang Show. Remember we uh, brought up something that Subway was doing? Oh, of course. I always remember Subway. They're giving away free subs for life. $50,000 in gift cards to Subway. If you did what? Change your name. To Subway. Yep. All you had to do was enter and say that you were down to do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to pick somebody at random. They finally picked somebody out of 10,000 entries. Oh, 10,000 people said they would do it. Yeah, 96 hours, 10,000 people signed up. And a winner is going to be selected at random. Not So they're not selected yet, but it's going to be chosen um, soon. Soon, but it closed on August fourth, so you're late. What happens if Damn. you're chosen? I guess, and you say, and you say, I'm backing out. I'm well, then they just pick somebody new. Okay, so they're just gonna keep going down the line until somebody changes their name to Subway. Legally to Subway. Okay. Also, it uh, it's misleading because they say Subway for life, and it's really just fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, which I feel like you would burn through it if you ate Subway in like a year. I'm gonna be honest. Be I have honest. an unlimited Taco Bell card, mm-hmm. and I have spent fifteen hundred dollars in Taco Bell already. And I got the card in, I don't know, he went in June, May? February, yeah. March. Oh, yeah, I got it in February? Yeah. I think that's six of months. Of last year. <laughs> well, let's just say $3,000. Was $3,000, how much is that going to 50? Not like at least 400 times. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many years that well, would last. Well, I have no idea. But all I'm saying is like, it's easy to spend through if you're really passionate about it. I'm actually surprised you haven't spent more than that. Well, to be honest, it, it, there was a little hiccups with the card. <laughs> Oh, okay. Got it. And if I could, I would. Does it? Do you have to be present to use that? No. So, like, we could, like, borrow it? Yeah. Okay. 
I used it last night with some. I, I, Somewhat. I, I feel like I'm kind of in a relationship with somebody that I didn't really necessarily sign up to be in a relationship with. That's impossible. That's not how it works. Yeah. Well, they're going through my stuff. They like used my shower the other day, and then they used my loofah. Who no, that's the f- weird. Who the fuck uses somebody else's loofah? Did they use your bidet? Well, bidets are meant to be shared. They use your toothbrush? Uh, <laughs> they are. It's a toilet seat. What else? Wait, by the way, is this the guy who was squatting at your house? Yeah. Is he still there? Yeah, well, he was there this morning when Kelsey showed up. Are you serious? Yeah, and it's weird. Like, we don't sleep in the same bed. I think it's time to call the cops. I think so, right? I don't think it's his relationship. No. I know. You can't see. You can't accidentally weird, be in a relationship without your control. That's a. It's an impossibility. Yeah, but they keep saying that we're dating, and then they go through my closet and like try on my clothes. Jesus, sounds like this person's. Eating. I Zach, I want you to be honest with me. Have you what? ever woken up in the middle of the night, and this person's standing at the foot of your bed holding no, an axe? But to be honest, I, I locked the door last night for some reason. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I That's, swear to fucking God, this is, this is getting weird. And I have no. a couple times. It sounds like a healthy relationship. Well, and they, and by the way, I've only been living in this house for like two weeks. They probably stayed over like four times, oh, three dude. times already. Here's what you do. Okay, you set up a nanny cam. Uh, you put your puppet in your bed, <laughs> and just be like, "I'm going to bed." Put the puppet in there. Get out of the house. <laughs> and see, see what he does. Okay, got it. You know, it's a good idea. Oh my god. No, but it is interesting that, like, one, I knew that things were off in my room because I could tell that somebody had rummaged through it. I didn't know he yeah. used my fucking loofah. Also, like, why are That's you... That's very, very weird. Also, like, you don't know where I've stuck that loofah, dude. Like, why are you using the loofah after I've used the loofah? Maybe that's why he wants to use it. I. That's kind of what it's giving, to be honest. Oof. It's giving, like, doing it on purpose because he's looking for a little kink. Very much so. Weird, right? It's very weird. Well, you're going to meet him tonight. He's coming to this event that we're going to. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know there was going to be Lufus there. So, so everybody, when you meet him, you heard nothing about him. Oh, that's going to be hard to do. You don't know that he's a former Scientologist. You don't know that he squats in my house. You don't know that he uses my loofah. Right? Say yes, everybody. I'm going to, I'm, as soon as I see him, I'm going to reach out my hand. I'm going to go, hey, it's nice to meet you for the love of God and on everything that is L. Ron Hubbard. I hope you're not in Zach's house anymore. Are you, you loofah freak? That's what I'm going to say. He's a nice guy though, right? Kelsey? Kelsey's met him. Dan met him too. Dan hung out with him. Yeah, we had a good convo. Did you guys know, I just got an email from the person who's running this event we're going to tonight. Oh. Did you know that radio personality Zach Sang is going to be there? Am I on the face list? You're on there. Wow. You made it. You made it. I'm easily the oldest person attending this event. No, definitely not. Oh, yeah. No, you definitely are not. Who, who's older? There's a bunch of people from The Bachelor going. They're oh. way older. Oh, that's lame. This is supposed to be some young, power young Hollywood yeah. variety thing. It is, it is, it is. That I got roped into doing interviews at. You didn't get roped. You didn't get no, roped. I got I asked. think it'll be good. It'll I be said, good. Yes. Be I'm fun. excited. You're going to have fun? It's not every day I get to talk to Sydney Sweeney. No, it's not. Hopefully she talks to us today, so today's the day. What do you think? Let's take bets. You think she's going to talk to us? You know what? Maybe. I think she might, but <laughs> I also think that she may not. Actors can't really do much talking these days, so it's that's very be true. Interesting. Yeah, the strike is wild. Yeah. By the way, that continues. I, I saw a clip yesterday of Seth Rogen talking about it, and he's just you know he's somebody who's been smoking weed all day, every day since he's twenty. I really like him for many reasons. Uh, he talked about the fact that he heard that none of the studios have talked to one another. And at the end of the day, the way they're going to be able to find a resolution is by the studios coming together, talking to each other, and then proposing something or working with the unions. So if they haven't even been able to get their shit together, 
this is going to be a while. There's apparently a big meeting on Friday, but between who? It's kind of the first of many. Between the fact that um, it's now being like now at this point in the strike, it's the first time they're meeting. That's crazy. It's already what yesterday or the day before it was a hundred days for the riders. Yesterday, it's like crazy. Who's meeting tomorrow? Uh, the um, the Riders Guild and the AMPTPAPA, <sighs> like basically the the big studio heads. And well, the, uh, the strike is starting to get annoying, dude. I'm really starting to get. We work at a place where people strike in front of us, like in front of our building. There's this guy who is using his blowhorn and his megaphone. He's abusing it. Yep. His job is to, you know, people strike up and down, and we have to eventually pull into the building. So it's his job to coordinate between drivers and pedestrians. And this asswipe is out there where there's no pedestrians coming. It's a clear walkway, and he's screaming Dude, on he his is, megaphone. He is power mad. It is nuts. Dude, I'm honestly, I'm a hundred days into this shit. I'm a hundred days in tomorrow. A hundred and two for me. Uh I may say something. If he yells at me again while I'm doing nothing wrong, I'm going to freak out. I work for Amazon Music. I am not a scab. I want to make something clear. I support the strike. Me too. I hunk like crazy. I literally know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. And he's out there in his sun hat and, and he has he's this thing controlling his traffic chest. as if this is like Air Force One landing yeah. every day. No, he's acting like he is the city of Los Angeles and he has the right to control and flow the traffic patterns of Culver City. Brother, no. No. I've never had any problems with this man. Oh, oh no, that he, makes me angry. Oh, dude, <laughs> I'm right and, there with that. And it's like he's not even yelling at me. He's yelling at other people and I'm like, hop off. I know. Hop off. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like, you think we want to be here, brother? <laughs> Cut it out. Pisses uh, me off. I Everybody agree. in this room knows who I'm talking about, right? Yes, everyone's shaking their head. Yeah, but usually I Crazy. just like, I pull up and then I sit there and wait till he, you know, spreads the ocean and I pull in. Dude, what's crazy He's is so intense. So I, do, I, I stopped going into that gate. I go through a whole separate entrance because I, I can't, I can't deal with it. I can't. I'm being airdropped no. in every day. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's have, the helicopter that comes hit in. Hit my limit. How are you? What are you guys want to piss him off? No, me nothing. No problems. No, nothing. Dude, I'm watching. Uh, it's just. It's not even me. I'm watching him interact with other people. That makes me angry. A hundred percent. That's yes. that's why I had to eliminate myself from the situation. <laughs> and I now have a whole. I have, I have a whole separate entrance I go to. I feel so seen right now. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Um, so saying. So this is why the strike's affecting me, <laughs> and I would like for this shit to be resolved. So Bob Iger, cut it out. Figure it out. Oh, question. Yeah, Dan, do the own. So if the writers end their strike, let's say something happens tomorrow, this doesn't mean the actors are done with their strike, yeah, right? Yeah, the hope is that no. like, with the writers, will come a resolution with the actors, right? Like one. Yeah, I think the they're going to use each other as leverage, and gotcha. hopefully, you know, get to a get to a resolution of some sort. Yeah, like, dude, I really hope I never have to see that guy in his yellow vest, his stupid sun hat, and his dumb glasses with his ridiculous megaphone strapped across his chest ever again. Wow. What show do you write on? I want to know so I can never watch it. Whoa. Damn. Whoa, we're taking a shot at everyone. Damn, I'm, I'm son. done with that guy. I'm Damn. done with him. It's like, that what? Is, whoa, <laughs> that one. Hit it where it hurts. That's right. Boom, boom, shots fired. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to this young, young. What is it called, Jordan? Variety Power of Young Hollywood. Variety yeah. Power of Young Hollywood event. We're doing. I'm, I'm interviewing people on the carpet uh, with our friends over at Sony. Mm-hmm. They're very cool. It'll they, be awesome. They have a new platform called like For the Music, which is pretty sweet. They're also rolling out Sony 360. So if you happen to have Amazon Music, you can listen to some of those songs that you know and love in Sony 360, which is pretty sweet. Um, yeah. 
It's cool. Have you ever listened to something in 360 yeah, audio? Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's insane. It, it's like, it's, you it feel like you're transporting somewhere. It's super weird. Totally. It's a new way to listen to the music you love. Truly. It, it's crazy. We have a room in our office that does it in 360 and it'll make you shake. Why haven't I been allowed in that room yet? Well, you don't have uh, access, bro. Gotta get permission from one of the guys. Yeah, we gotta, oh. yeah. You know. Yeah. The, the, big, the big guy. Yeah. Yeah, the big guy at the top gives us permission to go in, and upstairs. then Dan, you just don't have access. You don't have clearance. And it's like, who is Dan? It's like, and then I have to explain. And he just doesn't care. And yeah. it's just so, have, that's you been, you, have you been in there? Yes, many times. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it. okay. Like, eventually you'll be allowed in, Dan. Okay. I don't want to go in. Okay, it's fine. You weren't allowed. Cameron, can you step in here? And I don't stop? know. I can't step into something. I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> impossible no so what should i expect at this event jordan i've never been to a fancy event and you used to work these things all the time That's right true well i mean it's been a minute and, and a ton of fancy events <laughs> when's the last time i went to a fancy event i don't know maybe in london town like six four months yeah. ago everyone had suits we were on. there oh that was the ivers that was fun but that was like different also those are musicians i'm a little nervous that there's like there's tv people you know that tiny box? I can't talk to you anyway. Well, to be honest, everybody's watching on the same shit now. It's all on a computer and a, or a screen. God, it's like, you know, we're all in equal. Like, you used to be seen on a little box in your living room. Or a big box, depending on how big your box. Yeah, I was like, okay. Hey, so what do you expect? The 60s? What's going on tonight? So at the carpet or in the event itself? Both, both. What do you know? I know that the carpet's going to get crazy after about 30, 40 minutes. There are going to be like probably lines of people waiting to speak with you. And no, I'm not even joking. Like that would literally be my job would be going up and being like, hi, like, are you interested in speaking with blah, blah, blah. And be like, or actually have this person and that person next, but you can get in line. <laughs> I like so when Jordan uses I, her professional voice, I've, by the way. And by the way, you're going to do that tonight, right? Oh, hundred percent. I've always wondered, do PR people get like offended when you turn down their client? No, oh my gosh, I have so many stories about that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I've always wondered that. I literally, I just get, I'm not personally offended because it's not me. Right. But, and I just make sure that the client doesn't hear. So uh. I, I I have gone up during like my first few carpets. I was like, uh, would you happen to be interested in speaking with blah, blah, blah? <laughs> and I had this one person go, I would happen to be not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Do you remember who that was? You don't have to say the name. The, um, the outlet. Not the outlet. It was one of the big ones. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? like a trade. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember who the person you were promoting while they were bringing around? I don't. Oh, man, are we going to use that line tonight, guys? I think so. <laughs> Before Jordan was a producer on our show, you, you were publicist. That's correct. <laughs> and Jordan sent us emails about people before she worked here and we just learned that it was her yeah. that's yeah. that was so funny like, oh i hate this person i'm like oh that was me <laughs> <laughs> oh this person sucks it was hard to deal with i'm sitting right here guys it's very interesting because i've never hired somebody i've blocked on email before <laughs> yeah i changed my name just to get around it <laughs> so the carpet's gonna be intense and wild yes and then once you get inside it'll only be the like young hollywood and their plus ones and then the variety people. So lots of networking. Got and it. then there will be a cocktail hour and the host will talk a little bit about the awards and the honorees. And then it's just a party. So people actually get the award, like you're, they're giving something out? Kind of, it's not like a full award ceremony, but it's just a cocktail hour where I'm pretty sure they'll like give the awards and just mm. mention them. And then they'll all take a photo together and it will be the 
young Hollywood class picture that happens every year. Oh, I have a question, Jordan. Mm -hmm. If somebody asks me who I'm wearing, what's a good answer? <laughs> Tarkin. Mm. Regardless of what I'm wearing. Coles. <laughs> Aisle number three in Walmart. Jacques Penet? Yeah, you can just say like, oh, it's, you wouldn't know it. It's um actually- it's You wouldn't know it because the stores are closed now. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a one of one. I got it. It's vintage. Just be like, oh, this is custom. My stylist made it. Yeah, for yeah, me. my stylist. Okay, no. <laughs> They're gonna be like that generic yeah, button up. My stylist. Get out of here, Dan, with your black whatever that is. This is called a thermal. Oh, <laughs> man, it's ninety-five degrees outside. Man, it's cold as bricks in here. Cold as bricks. Yeah, that yeah. was something like one of my friends using in high school. Everything was his bricks, so I tried to bring it back, and I didn't like how it sounded. <laughs> well, no, it's cool. That's a New Jersey Philly thing. It It'll is, say, it, you know, brick. Yeah, right. hit the bricks. Yeah, <laughs> cold as bricks. Well, this, well, this is gonna be fun. This be good. This, Ooh, this we're ready. Came for the red carpet to start, and me to just wander away, and everybody's like, "Where'd Dan go? Who knows?" What, what photo did they use of me on this little face sheet? Uh, it's one I wouldn't have used. Really? Yeah. No, fuck. Say, is it the Nickelodeon? It's not an embarrassing one. It's no, just not a good just, one. It's not an embarrassing one. No. You know oh. that one. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's, a, it's a good photo Can I of see you. see it? Yeah, you, it's the one with the purple and the spiked hair. What? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I don't. It was it just, taken you look, back when we had some photo shoot and there was yeah. like a lot of purple things. It's just one of the ones where you, you look very turtlenecks serious. for everyone. Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny. I know the photo you're talking about. It used to be the photo for our podcast for many years. And then Jojo Siwa came on our show one time mm -hmm. and we we had a great conversation. And then years later, she came up to me. She goes, you're the guy who wears the purple turtleneck on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to your show and I'm like, Damn. yeah, I also fucking stared at you Man. for an hour and a half and conversed with you freely. <laughs> but yeah, I'm also the purple turtleneck guy on your Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should change it back to that. Maybe that's what people know. <laughs> people do. It's weird because it looks intense. It's very intense. I was using it as, on I'm a saying, dating profile. It's not a bad photo of you. No, it doesn't means. look like me today. It's just an intense look. Yeah, but it does stand out. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that turtleneck if you want to put it back on. Yeah, fine. It's giving mugshot. It's, it's giving help me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. That was so funny. I just remember that story right now. That's a funny one. <laughs> oh, memories are so great when you remember them. Isn't that what that that is saying that, is? That James saying Joyce, is? Jean, who the poet? Yes, no, no, no. It's um, Doctor Seuss. Mm. Insane pressure cookers. It's the Zach Sang Show. Hello, beautiful human. I'm Zach. That is Dan. Welcome to the studio, the band Camino. Hey. Ooh, sorry, that's a and shit the, woo. And the woo. crowd goes mild. <laughs> that's pretty good. A great woo. That's that's a, that's a good line. I like that. The crowd goes mild. The crowd goes mild. It's yeah. nice to see the three of you. Meet you. Thank you for being here. What's up? We're stoked to be here. Well, thanks for. I mean, again, you haven't fucking offered me a Capri Sun yet. <laughs> I just assume that I'm gonna get one. Right, we're just gonna see how it goes. And then, you know. <laughs> You're gonna tempt me? Yeah, well, you know, we're gonna see. Yeah, You're no, gonna uh, lure me? I, we actually, we, we've been making Capri Suns kind of a thing, and we haven't gotten the sponsorship yet, so I just, we've been bringing them around. We, uh, we did a show at a radio station yesterday, and the station brought us Capri Suns because they knew, like, we were just drinking them on stage on tour last year, and it kind of became a thing, so. Really? Do you get hydrated from them? Sure. Yeah, I don't, oh, they got, they got, they got the monk fruit now, so it's you know it's less less, less sugar. It's great. Sick. So you're regifting these from one radio show to another. In Maybe a way, no. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's not, it's not the first time I've been regifted something. The fact that I'm I'm getting gifted anything at all is 
appreciate it. There's 10 pouches. So I feel like if we try, if we each drink, you know, two and a half or so, we, we can, can make it, it we can crush this whole pack. Okay, sick. That's a challenge? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm down for that. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about an album that's like very much about heartbreak. So let's... Let's have some Capri Sun while yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, what's better yeah. than, you know, sticking a straw in a pouch <laughs> and sipping one down? Exactly, yeah. Sick. <laughs> thanks for thanks god I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm like fucking my head is everywhere and anywhere but it was in your album this morning in a way that like did make me feel something and maybe almost threw off my day because I am going through my own version of heartbreak okay accepting heartbreak accepting you know loss a little bit okay and then uh, resetting boundaries but your this body of work really does tell a story that is I mean it is about losing someone that matters the most to you is that off Definitely not. I love that you kind of started with accepting heartbreak because the uh, the album's called The Dark and the first song was called that we wrote that we kind of framed the album around without really even knowing it at the time. Uh, it's called Afraid of the Dark. So then the tour, the album's called The Dark. The tour is called Screaming in the Dark. And kind of the quote that we've been coming back to for the theme of this whole tour is like, um, maybe you have to get to know the dark to appreciate the light. So it's kind of like about like what you said, accepting heartbreak, accepting the dark, kind of like embracing it and like realizing that it's there so that you can appreciate the light, which, you know, can sound kind of cheesy, but also, you know, it's real. So that's genuinely what I'm hoping for because, uh, it's rather painful in the law. You know what I mean? Yeah. You definitely know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I was going through a breakup last year when we were writing a lot of the album. So I feel like the heartbreak will fuel a lot of a lot of songs a lot of creative create uh, creativity how long between things actually happening to studio like do you wait like are, are you instantly creating once you're feeling stuff probably different for all of us i think for this instance i it, definitely not right away for me but i know there's been certain songs that we've written in the moment like right after stuff happens but for me i can't really like get it out for a second because I don't it feels like when you're you know an artist full time and then you're actually going through something it feels like kind of like a, oh I'm, I'm gonna turn like some I feel like I'm just using something that like hurts so much or mattered so much to just like get a song out of it it feels like kind of cheap at first and then after when you're finally like okay wait I need to like actually get this feeling out then you can for me at least no. what about y'all <laughs> Yeah, I'll be talking. I had too much Celsius. So I'm gonna have another one. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, like catharsis is the word that I always think of. It's just like using something like that to as like your own personal, your own your own form of therapy. Essentially, it's just writing stuff down always helps to get all your thoughts in order and and be able to look at them on a piece of paper or on you know something electronic, whatever you use personally. But it definitely helps to put it all out there and see it and then find a way to start letting go of it what or am i missing yeah. sorry you keep no, going my fault my fault no, no no um what am i missing it hit me in a really deep way is that the realization that like something is off yeah well for me it's kind of like the when you know that you shouldn't be missing them anymore and you still are because it's like ingrained into your soul and you're you know and you're like i'm so i'm so annoyed that i'm still caught up on this but i am and just being like what am i missing you for i don't know but i am it's like that kind of 
I don't know. Phase where you just want to be over it and you're not. <laughs> do you got it? Do you want a Capri Sun now yeah. or? Yeah. yeah. Do you want one now? Yeah, pass one over. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's no, good. Chuck it. You can. Yeah, they're pouches. Yeah. That's a great catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. By the way, we'd love for Capri Sun to be a sponsor of you guys. This, like is, this is really good placement for them. Here we go. Yeah, they didn't ask. Yeah. Let me get that one. We're we're all. I don't know. It brings you back. We are. Um, what's the flavor we had yesterday? Pacific Cooler. Pacific Cooler. Pacific Cooler is probably the one, but with a fruit punch, that's what we got today. So. That's yeah. good. Strawberry kiwi is definitely the worst. I was hoping it wasn't going to be that. So, we got you. We fruit punch is good. We wouldn't do that to you. Thank you. Sorry, Capri Sun. All right, let's do this. You guys are from one of my favorite cities on planet Earth. I love Memphis. Memphis. It's my let's fucking go. favorite. Have really? You, have you spent time there? Uh, so much time. Really? That's, Weirdly. That's so weird because like, most people haven't. No, I know. We were on the radio on WHBQ yeah. for, uh, I don't know, how long do you think, Dan? Eight years? Yeah, about eight. Yeah. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, we were on like every day, every night. And then we'd come to town for the Delta Fair. Yeah. That's I, where we played our first show. Right, yeah. No way. Our first ever show. I know that Fair. stage. That do you like but the we stage? played the tiny one, like not the one that like the, the yeah, the radio station would do a concert there. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. A li- like a little bitty tent. <laughs> we played for like eight people and half of them were our family, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Literally. And we we didn't have any we had two original songs at the time. This what was were they? 2015. Um Free of Charge. Free of Charge and maybe young. young. Maybe for a while. Maybe just maybe just maybe. two. I don't think we had for a while. So probably two original songs, and then we covered like the most obs- like the most random array of songs. We covered like Bad Sons, and we covered Mumford and Sons, a lot of songs, a lot of sons, uh, yeah. <laughs> and like the Killers and like 1975. We were just covering like uh, King- uh, Kings of Leon. It was just like mostly a cover set plus, plus the two songs too. that we had written so far. But a year later, you end up creating a record called 214 that ends up being one of your most streamed records. Somehow, <laughs> yeah. So that show was in September of 2015. Was the first show we ever played, and we ended up being Garrison until 2018. 2018. So this was like early days. We had um, me and Spencer had met in college at University of Memphis. We both were like born and raised in Memphis, and we went to uh, Panama City. Beach for spring break, my sophomore year of college, oh, yeah. and we basically, you know, do did what you do and get dis- get plastered. Yeah, yeah. that's when yeah. you can still drink on the beach there too. Yeah, so. they you definitely can't anymore. Oh no! Oh wow! Last really? time I checked. Oh no! Last time I checked in Panama City. Yeah, <laughs> which and is I think that's I mean, just like the shitty place you go for spring break. That's yeah. like just debaucherous and sinful. <laughs> so the PCB. Yeah, yeah. we sinned. We sent it, yeah. We sent it and we sent. It was sent. Um, but yeah, then we got back and we like we could just start. Maybe we can figure out some way to finagle like a career off of like drinking together. <laughs> so music became the outlet. <laughs> yeah, we we're like, yeah. how can we? No. So I mean, yeah, honestly. <laughs> Basically, we're painting we, us in a very interesting way. I know. I, I'm just trying to. I'm just here for cheap laughs. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, so we got back to <laughs> Memphis and we had, we had actually been playing in like other bands together, just like cover bands. And like, there's like a little cool little music scene in Memphis at the time. 
Which, by the way, it, cool. there's one of the most historic music scenes in Memphis to ever exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, Elvis, obviously, is there, but, like, it's the rise of, like, rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. it's the, you, had the, and you had the Stax Museum and Crazy. Isaac Hayes and all and that And that stuff. studio, right? Yeah. The, um, Sun, well, is it? What? Sun Records. Sun, Sun, yeah. Sun, Studios, Sun, Studios, yeah. Sun Records. Sun Fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. The history that comes out of Memphis is crazy, and it's weird being from there because I feel like a lot of people... I don't know. I think a lot of people still think that it's like this music town of like a lot of music coming out of it. And there, there is as far as like talent and musicianship, like the best players in the world, like the most incredible, like piano players, bass players, gospel musicians and all this different stuff that comes out of Memphis. But there's not a lot of artistry that actually totally. comes out of there now because it's so historical. It's You're every, so right. every studio is a, it's not like, a, it's like, Oh, we have this gear that Elvis used. Or we have this gear <laughs> that like BB King recorded on. It's like, well, we might need some new stuff because like, but it's, it's tough because we all, obviously we want to preserve that stuff and we want people to be able to come in and see it. But it's like, it's hard because a lot of the studios are just more like museums at this point no, than I, like operating right. rooms that like new music is coming out of. Yeah, the modern day music scene is not coming out of Memphis. It's no. historically established a music scene for everyone else to take and run with. Definitely. Yeah. Which is so funny because at the time that was the new, they were the new thing in their own time. Oh, totally. Like, they were the hot, young, cool thing. And yeah, part of it is you just have to, I wish, yeah. They, it needs a little more acceptance of the new, you know, doing so, new stuff. How do you get to this record, though? So you, like, how do you get to 214? Like, where where is that born from? We uh, rewrote that the fall of 2015. Right, It was, like, one of the first four or five songs we wrote. So we had, like, two songs maybe at that first show. And then over the course of that fall, we wrote that first EP that was um, called My Thoughts on You. And that came out. April 1st of 2016 so that was like our first release and I don't remember 214 just kind of like came together from a bunch of obviously we were like super inspired by 1975 and 2015 they had just come out with like their debut album a couple years before and you can obviously hear the inspiration everyone compares 214 to chocolate which was definitely like we were we were like huge fans I mean we still are but we were huge fans at the time of 1975 and so you know you can hear it in that song for sure that's definitely our most inspired song by them so and i think we for a while even for that first ep we were trying so hard to be like the bands that we liked like kings of leon and 975 and killers and like you know and then we kind of found our own sound through you know imitating our heroes what era do you think you really found it and knew it and owned it I think somewhere around like the, um, like know me and what was what was one before that? Like, like when we first kind of moved to Nashville and started. Kind yeah, of, definitely around that time. Who really knows? Like who even knows if we know it now? But we're just like still making stuff that we just like, and you know. But I think it's definitely evolved throughout the years. Of you know, I think someone said that you find. I think maybe Ed Sheeran, someone super successful has a quote where they're like you discover yourself by like failing to be like your heroes totally which is so cool well so like what part of 214 even though it does sound like chocolate or whatever and i i totally understand that but what part of that is genuine to you because the story is still yours no yeah definitely 
I mean, I think I don't. I don't even know kind of where. I just remember that song came from. Like, <coughs> I don't know. It was more of like not even a lyrical. Like, it wasn't some deep thought. It wasn't like I'm trying to say this. It was like I just want to feel this, and it was like mostly just that keyboard, the plucks, the keyboard stabs, and then the lyrics just kind of fell into place, and then we just became more of a jam. And then the lyrics were honestly like, "This this feels good." <laughs> This sounds good, maybe. And we recorded that in a friend's attic <laughs> in Arkansas. Sick. Yeah. So, and that was like, we we did like a whole, I mean, obviously new bands, you do a kickstart, you try to like do all this money and we did all these like little shows to try to raise al- album or EP, EP funding show and all this stuff. And then, you know, paid some dude to like, who had a studio in his attic in Arkansas. We're like, we know one guy who knows how to record because we didn't know a single person in the music industry. We didn't know a single producer or anything. We're like, we know this one guy. He knows how to run Pro Tools. He has an attic with a studio. He's got guitar pedals. <laughs> he has and guitar stuff, pedals. And like, he has plugins. We're like, this is he's crazy. Got plug-in, yeah, plugins. <laughs> he's like, I remember so specifically that he was talking about having gotten a brand new plugin, and it was like eleven to seven. It was like the most used plug-in by any producer ever it's like the 1176 which is like a classic <laughs> compressor but we were just like i have no idea what that is or what that does but that sounds so cool man why do you think that song ended up hitting we talk about that all the time because we almost re-recorded it at one point and it's it's short it's like dancey it's fun it's like easy listening i think and it's a, it was our first song on our first ep and it's our most streamed song which like a lot of that has to do with like the radio algorithm has like always fucked with it it's always just like it gets so many streams just from the Spotify rate. Like if you play a similar artist, like it plays two fourteen, like almost if it's going to play any of our songs, just based on the radio two fourteen just comes on. It's short. It's easy. I don't know. And it's been out for a long time. So it's, it is crazy though. Cause we, when we moved to Nashville, well, before we moved to Nashville, we were like re-recording stuff. Cause we'd all like, you know, is it dove? Is it divin? Is it dived? We'd all dived in. We've all dove in. <laughs> dove in. We all dove in. <laughs> Makes sense. We all we all had dived in to uh, <laughs> we all diven, we'd, all diven di- in. we'd all diven in to. Yeah. It's uh, definitely dove. <laughs> it's dove for sure. <laughs> this is, you could have told me this from the jump. Dove. <laughs> so I was fishing for this. Uh, we dove into you know Sonics and recording and making making music that we you know wanted trying to trying to figure out how to make stuff sound like it's supposed to sound and uh we almost re-recorded it because we were like we can record this better we can because it, it, if you listen to it it's like it just kind of sounds shitty but honestly then we were like wait i think because it sounds like you know there's this innocence to it so we didn't record it and we left it up and then it that's a good way to put it kept going innocence definitely yeah we didn't know what we were doing in it you know i think people can feel that maybe and there's some some relatability there maybe I don't know because of the success of that song and not going back to record it do you guys still kind of follow that today when you're making music or you try to make it as perfect as you can definitely both it's hard you, you can go um, no no it's we I don't know it, it, it is hard because you want it to sonically be incredible and you want it to be respected by people who work in your industry and it is hard sometimes to toe that line because it's it, hard to make stuff sound shitty because when you're like care about it i think we reference all this stuff that like sounds more raw and then when we get done with our stuff we're like wait but but fix that wait but fix that and then it's like yeah you, you want to polish it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. why was the right first single told you so 
I think we it was one of the first songs that we wrote and we knew was going to be on the record. Um, and we just felt like it fit the energy that we were trying to give with all the following tracks. It just kind of gives like a... It fits sort of the name of the album, which is The Dark. It's, it's a little heavier. It's a little more aggressive. And it kind of takes a specific tone. Like with lyrically, it kind of gives like a... It tells a different story than I think we've told in the past, which is like, you know, that instead of it always being like a, a more introspective thing, and it is saying how we feel, but it's more like... I told you I was I worked so hard and now you're showing back up and you want me back and you all of these things and so you're kind of placing you're moving the blame away from yourself a little bit and accepting that maybe it could there's it's not all it doesn't have to always be your fault oof so you're <laughs> oof oof <laughs> your process starts in some guy's attic in Arkansas what do you how did that song like where are you and who comes in with that story like how does that begin and do you jam or do you start with like something you want to get off your chest um it's kind of different every time but it's weird the evolution and kind of the the shift between early days of a band and then nowadays of a band because you when when you first start a band you just have like your bandmates and a dream you don't have any fans. You don't have any songs. So all you can really do is just jam. So it's like a lot of jamming at the, at the beginning and like writing songs and bringing songs to each other. And then, you know, flash forward. See, I always do this. Is it flash forward or fast forward? <laughs> I think I it's think fast it forward. I think, I think it's fast forward for sure. But can you also say flash forward? Ooh, Maybe. I think you just probably. Okay. I like it. So <laughs> flash forward <laughs> eight years. Um, and we all kind of know how to run sessions and we know how to demo songs and Garrison's an amazing producer. And like now a lot of songs come when you have an idea, like, Oh, let's record this right now at the house and get it demoed. So we get the idea down. So then we have all these songs that we've written that we've never actually jammed. So then we're like, Oh, we need to set up and jam all these songs and figure out which ones we want to record and how we're going to play them in the studio and how we want to play them live. So it's like completely 180 from how it starts. Mm which for this record specifically we tried to get back to like we wrote a lot of the songs in studios and in sessions but then when we went before we picked the like before we nailed down the track listing we took like a ton of songs in and just like played them and just set up a rehearsal space because it was like this is what we we need to feel how it, how it's going to come across when with it, like guitars in your hands yeah it inevitably changes you know w like what's going to happen in the studio because if you do pre-production days where you know uh we have these songs written but what if spencer comes in with this way like oh what if we did the bridge like this because he didn't you know maybe he wasn't feeling the bridge on this song what if we tried it like this and it just allows us to open up a lot more options for how we record the songs and so i feel like i feel like having pre-production days is definitely it takes you back to the garage band moment in your life where it's like okay cool like we're we're a band making the making the tunes together no matter what the lyrical content is we're figuring it out together um and you know through that lyrical changes happen and you know chord chord progressions change and beats change and so i don't know it, it allows you to kind of feel like oh we're back in the back in the garage you know time um but it's just a, a little more professional yeah, if you sure. want to call it that why did you guys wait so long before your debut album? We put out three EPs. Yeah, yeah. 
And then we signed, so we moved to Nashville in 2018 and we started putting out some singles that ended up being on the Try Hard EP and then we signed with Elektra Records in 2019. So then Try Hard was like our third EP, which came out right after we signed and then we immediately started working on the full length, which came out a year later, two years later. Because mm-hmm. mm. we started making, we toured basically all 2019 and then we put out yeah, then we well, then we started working on the uh, the self-titled right as COVID started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like once the world shut down, we just went into studio mode and we made that album over like the course of that next year. So it wasn't really like like waiting wasn't strategic, right? No, it just took us that long to make it. Honestly, we weren't really we were we were definitely. I mean, we feel like we had a lot of time because of COVID, and I think we did we weren't in a hurry to put it out while we weren't touring. Yeah. So we took as much time as we kind of could. We booked a studio in Texas for a month and went down there and recorded and brought it back to Nashville and kind of kept working on it. But we definitely weren't like, Oh, we should, should come. We need to get this done right now. Cause it's like, we've always been a live band and we were playing shows and doing little tours and stuff in the van before we even like had music out a lot of the, like, it's always been live show driven. So we're kind of like we want to hopefully put this out when we can play shows again maybe so do you believe your business still operates the same way absolutely mm-hmm. yeah sick we have a very it's an interesting mix of like the rooms that we do versus the streaming that we do and stuff like that we're just like we have always put the live show first and it's definitely our our banded business has like it's it's just kept trending that way maybe because we started like that from the jump but I don't know yeah you guys do a lot of live performances on YouTube it seems like your fans really enjoy those we we try to we, we did a whole live thing of this album and we're just putting out like the live versions as we go and we did it for the last album too I guess mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. just in studio kind of live rehearsal this, takes this may sound like a dumb question but is it hard to make the recording sound like a live version because why do people like the live version so much is it hard to kind of make that into the actual version? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. No, it definitely makes sense. There's a, I feel like there's a, whenever we do like the live takes in a room, like the the ones coming out for the new record. First of all, like vocally, it's not it's not always like you know perfectly timed or perfectly whatever. Like it's not studio perfect. So the goal is to like you know try and just capture what we're doing in the room that that goes for everybody not just vocally but specifically from a production standpoint i think the biggest difference from a live performance versus the record is yes they're both genuine but when you do the live performance thing like you you capture that individual moment you have no opportunity to comp it you have no opportunity like you are singing your heart out in that second you know that moment and i I think that is to me probably the biggest difference um and something that people enjoy seeing um i could be totally wrong about that i think there was a drum fill on one of the songs that you did it's not on the record and people are like oh my god i love this so much Mm -hmm. i wish he would do this every time is that just something you kind of just felt in the moment? You're like, all right, let's do it. Uh, depending on the one that you're talking about, sure. Like okay. <laughs> maybe I maybe I just felt it. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, ex- exactly. Like drum fills, guitar parts, just stuff comes out of you when you're playing in the room in the moment that you know can't. Like once the record's done, it's like that's the way that it is. Yeah. You know. Right. 
So. Yeah. Been going to therapy to get clarity, and apparently I'm not as hopeless as I thought, or as you thought. Shit. Mm. <laughs> Who comes in with that lyric, and where does that really, like, I mean, it, I, we know where it comes from, obviously, but, like, is that something that you craft in the room, or is that something that you had written that you came in with? That uh, one, that actually, actually crafted in the room, I think. No, 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 you came in with that, what, that one. You might, it was you. It's you. <laughs> it's you. The song's <laughs> called It's You. Sorry, that was, that was not intentional. That's but it was nice. definitely, I remember that one, because we sat down and did the first verse all together, and then maybe, I don't know, sometimes when you're in the room for too long, you can kind of start getting a little, like, spacey. But Jeff does a really good job at, like, putting his head down and, like, he can, he can crank out an entire verse in, like, 20 minutes, and that's pretty much what ha- happened with that verse. Yeah, Jeff likes to do he this likes thing to- where he goes outside and paces on, yeah. like, who, where, who, whoever's house we're, we're riding at. If they've got a back porch, a front porch, whatever, he's going to leave the room. He's going to walk outside and just go back and forth for a couple minutes and then come in with, like, yeah. some dope idea. And we're like, well, there like, it is. I don't think like- we changed any <laughs> word from that. He, like, brought it in, and he, he said that, and we were like, cool that's All awesome right, there's, there's your verse that's <laughs> i think we had that, that song it. without a second verse on it for yeah, a long for time because we wrote the whole song with them we just never put a second verse on it so we were like recording it because we were at jordan's we were at jordan's jordan's our producer we it was the last song one of the last songs we finished we went down to his beach house to like finish like the last two songs and we we're like oh wait we never wrote a second verse for this fuck <laughs> <laughs> we still need that <laughs> yeah it could we could have just loved it blank but well, it, it was good it better. ended up being sick obviously yeah. you know i think it captured the entire point of the song really well which is like i've been working really hard and starting to figure out like i was saying earlier like figuring out that it's not while i am not without flaw like i know that neither are you you know we're both neither one of us is perfect in this situation and i'm tired of being blamed for it being the only person that takes the blame real shit Real shit. <laughs> you gotta live it to be able to write it, no? Yes, definitely. 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 Or, or like witness it. I think a lot of songs too come from like things I see friends going through. Because if it is all about what I was going through, or it would probably just be the same song over and over. But it helps to like put yourself in your friend's shoes when they're like going through some some tough shit. You're like, damn. Yeah. Practice some empathy. Yeah. It's kind of sick. <laughs> get a record or two out of it yeah, not too man. shabby um, by the way you can listen to The Dark on Amazon Music uh, link in the description below what are you thinking Dan do you guys feel a pressure of a sophomore album I know it's a thing is that something you guys thought about when making this or no yeah yeah, yeah I mean definitely, definitely. You, you're always worried that somebody's not gonna that every fan that you've ever made is gonna be like oh yeah we all hate this and we're never gonna come to another show again Like that, that's a real feeling that we feel and talk about constantly um like especially after you haven't played a show in a while and you put some stuff up on sale and the day before you're just like man i really i really wonder if anybody's going to come to this and then and it it ends up being fine usually so far yeah um but yeah especially with the music like you just don't want to you want to please people because they've spent so much time listening to you and you know created fan they've created they're the fans so you want to please them but also you want to create in the way that you've been creating and not always just running over the same sort of topics so it's it's a hard line to 
to but, toe. For but sure. as long as you keep your music relevant to who you are, shouldn't you never be afraid of duplicating it? Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Which I feel like for this record, I was, I, like you said, the sophomore album pressure and it kind of just like, you know, the music industry is exhausting. And when we, when you are just an artist and you're just like, oh, I have all these big dreams and I'm going to do this and I'm going to make music. And then you kind of get into it and realize like how, you know, how much goes into it and how many people there are and like how many, you know, it's just, it is a very like, it can be exhausting to like, you know, play the music industry game. But it's like, I kind of have to talk myself out of the fact that I'm even in it. I'm like, this isn't my game. I'm just doing what I love doing. And there are people that are, you know, behind the scenes doing all kinds of things, making it happen. But like at the end of the day, I just like writing songs. So hopefully people keep liking them. If not, it's been a good run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can still keep writing them and releasing exactly, them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's a democratized music system. It is, yeah. Last I checked. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> Anyone can put a song out. Yeah, no at rules. At any time, there's no rules. So, fuck. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. Definitely. Yeah. Clutter. I mean, I've seen a lot of your fans saying that this new album so far sounds like more of the old stuff, specifically Try Hard. Would you agree with that? And what, in your eyes, what does that mean? I would agree in the way that it's we're going back to it being like heavily electric guitar driven in a way that we used to describe it back when we were making um, Try Hard was we make we're a rock band that makes that writes pop songs so trying to keep that marriage together trying to make sure that that's you know we're staying true to that and and also I mean you know, we we learned so much making the self titled and we definitely went. We had a lot more time to go down a lot more rabbit holes with that one because like jeff said we were out in the desert for 30 like for a full month month and a half and it's easy to overdevelop songs and make decisions based off of completely your own like you've been sitting in the same room for 30 mm -hmm. days like you just don't know when to be done with it and with the with this one we have we set like much more specific and hard deadlines for ourselves which we have to be focused and we have to find a way to to finish them on time and them all sound cohesive and and all that stuff so which it took us like six months longer than yeah we, it, took, we it set the still took us forever said, but it, <laughs> but yeah i think we definitely had had a conversation going to this album of like yo let's channel some more try hard vibes because we I think we we definitely you could feel the energy we we just signed a record deal where like our dreams are coming true we have to get well we want to get this out really soon yada 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 and like every song is just like like there's just like this ah like uh, urgency to it and I feel like the self title just didn't have that it was more like yo here we are we're we're making we're making music we're yeah. chilling we just had a whole year and a half to do nothing and here's our album it was like and we we're so proud of it and I still go back and listen to our album but I it did, definitely didn't have this like whatever you want to call that <laughs> yeah that urgent <laughs> energy urgency it was like it was a little more easy listening which i'm a huge fan of but this one i think has a it has that kind of like you know ah teeth the people want urgent maybe we're gonna see i think they yeah. like it live and we we gear a lot of our stuff to the live show and we yeah. really like we want people to sing along like see through and daphne are still songs that are at the very end of our set because we know they're always going to be 
huge energy plays and that's what we want people to leave the room feeling is they want to you know just that fun upbeat yeah we we often go into a a writing room like with the intent being like how what do we need for live like how would this (coughs) you know come across live we we like writing for our live set and obviously you know lyrical content comes with that day of what we're writing but like in the back of I believe all three of our minds we're always thinking about like man how's this gonna go off live like you know we think about test songs in your set say that one more time you test the song in your set we did in Europe Mm mm-hmm we, well, songs that aren't that we're like not sure if we're gonna record yeah. or not. Oh, yeah, no. or, or not we really haven't. Not we sure. haven't like in a long time. We definitely back in the day would played plenty of songs that never ended up coming out. But now it's just it's so hard to pick a set list because you know, as a fan, you go to a show, you want to hear the songs you know. So it's like okay, we can play some of these new songs for sure. Or we want to play a bunch of new songs, but you know, what's the line of you hate going to an an a artist and they play like you know all yeah. like not the songs you want to hear i'm like yo like this isn't about you this is about me play what <laughs> i want to hear <laughs> so that's the right way to make a set list though like, yeah, yeah. and obviously there's the there's some selfish moments for us and but you know you got to pick those and have we want to play this you know it's definitely not like the most streamed song ever but it means a lot to us and we're going to play it cool but then we're going to we'll do one for you we'll play we'll play you know Cause sometimes you go to a show and artist doesn't even play their biggest song i'm like I mean, I I get it. That's kind of ballsy, but also like, come on. No, it's annoying. <laughs> Give it to me. I, I, come on. Drake plays like forty songs at his at his current on his current tour, and I was looking at the set list, and I was like, the one song I was looking for, Just What We're Going Home, it's not there. And they got forty songs in there. You can squeeze that you one can in. Fit it. Yeah. You can fit it <laughs> yeah. in there, Drake. Yeah. Give me a medley. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we might do a medley on this on this tour. We've thought about it, but it's not a traditional medley. Just kind of, we're just gonna do like a stripped, maybe stripped moment where we just kind of like off the cuff maybe do a couple little things we're like piano boys at heart so our we both we all three started with piano lessons so i can like only write ballads like when i'm actually writing the song it's so hard for me to write a song that's like up tempo i just like writing on piano and writing something that sounds so slow and sad and then taking it to the the guys or like putting it into session and then turning it into but isn't that like the sign of like a great song? Something that could be played totally stripped back and still hold up? Yep. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> I think that holds true for yes. sure. If you can grab if you can grab an acoustic guitar or a piano and it, and it, the <coughs> song is as convincing as you hoped it would be, that's the sign of a great tune. Definitely. Totally. By the way, listen to The Dark. There's a link in the description below. It's waiting for you. Uh, what are you thinking, Daniel? Was the plan from day one always to have both you guys singing or did that just happen? It's kind of a plan. It also kind of happened. We, I remember when, well, Spencer and me were playing together in kind of different bands and stuff before we started Band Camino, and we were we there was a time where we were doing Jeffrey Jordan Band, which was like my terrible Americana project. It was not terrible. Yeah, you, you, you had some really good songs. Why can't I go back and listen to that Jeffrey uh, yeah. Jordan? I I was making country <laughs> music before I met Spencer, so he changed me. <laughs> He showed me. You some, changed. He man. showed me a couple things. We just swapped out the the slide guitar for like a regular electric guitar, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> but I mean, you don't talk about trucks as much anymore. Yeah, we much. should go back to that. There's not not in the music. I mean, in real life, plenty, but 
<laughs> yeah. uh, it's giving Memphis. Definitely. Definitely. A lot of Tennessee yeah. going on. Definitely look, giving Tennessee boy. If I looked at you from the neck up right now, you kind of look like a country star. You got the you got the flow, the hat. Yeah, but the, the necklace is a little, you know. Yeah, a, I keep it, you know. It's a little pansy. It's nice yeah. balance. Oh, he's to sitting right there. That's giving no, clear. I no, like I, it. I know. I, I, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, what he's, that's literally what you're going for. I don't want to. I don't want to seem too like. What, country queer? Yeah, country boy. I can do a country queer, yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's working. Yeah, it's like a... There's a fine line where you can kind of be either, and it's like... Yeah. You can be whatever you want to be. Exactly. So... I just think where you where people could get either from me by looking at you, like people being like, you know, the necklace helps so I don't balance it out. That's nice. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I have a giant tattoo of a deer on my shoulder, so the de- necklace definitely helps. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shut the- <laughs> How long ago did you get that? That is so not, south. Not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> not long. Not long enough ago where I could like play it off like, oh, that was the old me. Like, no, I, it's, it's new enough. Within the last couple years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what drives that? What motivates it? Was it was it when you took out? Uh, no, it was. Just <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a good. Story. Uh, well, we have a friend who is a tattoo artist and he wanted to do like a bigger piece and he was like, Oh, I love doing like wildlife stuff. And I just, I had this picture of this deer. I was like, this deer looks cool. Like I'm from Tennessee. Like, I'm, you know, keep in mind, put, put keep, Bambi on my back. Yeah. Keep in mind. He only does big pieces. So Jeff, I have all these like little tattoos, which are like, you know, the size of this. And he came in and was like trying to do a full sleeve, like outdoor, like what deer. And so like, it ended up being just like down here. We met in the middle, but like, Wait, his entire bicep is <laughs> so, a deer so confused. Yeah. why would you ever donate your body to somebody's just want to do he's so selective on his you know he, he does well he, i think at the time really niche he he does like black and white realism and it's so good it garrison has uh, his, yeah, entire, his entire his entire and his entire leg is this guy bubba Irwin. shout out bubba Irwin. love you bubba he uh he won the tv show ink master so he's like he's like amazing and he oh, has cool. he has a shop in nashville a shop in phoenix and he loves music and so we'll go in there and we'll just like I'll like play him demos and he'll tattoo us. So it's it's fun. That's fun. Yeah. So now you have a deer on you. Yeah, a good deer on me, yeah. Cool. And he's got a whole he does. sleeve of Greek mm-hmm. uh Greek mythology. Like Greek but mytho- I got a horse. Wow. <laughs> I got Zeus. And then yeah, this whole leg is a bunch of other shit. But damn. Dude, he's the man. He is the man. Very you, good at what he does. You know, I was talking this morning randomly uh about my friend who got a sleeve one time and hated it and wanted to cut his arm off for like a year and a half. That's tough. Yeah, it's not what you're gonna want. Yeah, it was rough. Do you have tattoos? No, none. I'm gonna get one soon. What What are you gonna get? I don't know yet. Okay, tell me what you want. I mean, I I have like one that I really want. You You want me to tell them or do you want to tell them? No, I want the outline of the state of New Jersey, but as a pizza, pizza. That's great. I love to think about it. Think about it. It's no deer, but like. What hey, kind of pizza? It's all about where you're from, though. I mean, I just want it to be like, I want you to look at it and be like, oh, that's New Jersey, but as a slice of pizza. You be pepperoni pizza or? Yeah, whatever, whatever gives pizza. What I did, yeah, what identifying features of like New Jersey? Trippy, uh, I mean, to look like, in, you know, the, so, the outline of New like Jersey? The shape, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> kind of looks be like, like a pizza. The cheese pizza. dripping off of it? Is that yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Like, I want it to be crust. Uh, yeah, I have an image in my head, but I haven't, I haven't had somebody draw it yet. Okay. I'll, I'll commission somebody when I'm ready. Cool. I'll let you know. Got it. We need to see oh, it. Where yeah, you, whenever you, you have it commissioned. It. Oh, well, my body? I haven't decided. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe me. Some choices. Straight right over my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Imagine that'd be fucking horrendous. Be I don't know. It'd be kind of I don't know. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> okay. Got it. Good to know. If I put it over my heart, I will actually never find a partner. And I'm already having enough of a fucking problem. Or know. maybe you'll find the one maybe perfect, you'll find the perfect <laughs> partner. I would argue that. 
Okay. Well, that's a decent argument. Yeah. One that has really Just no Just follow your heart and no be yourself, you know. And <laughs> that's the person who loves that happen. tattoo. It's all that matters. Yeah. Hmm. Guys. How did we get into the? How did we get on like I was, weird country? We ended up at country. I was just like, I don't think you answered the question about why you both sing. That's oh yeah, how we yeah, got yeah, back there. We got <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to backtrack. So anyway, we were doing my my country music, whatever. I met Spencer. He started showing me different music. I was like, oh my god, there's way more music than country music. I grew up super like Christian music too, so I was like in this bubble of like country was like my, my rebellious phase i was like mom i'm gonna listen to secular music and i'm gonna buy a truck it's over so <laughs> <laughs> it's over. i was ready and so then i met spencer and my music taste changed a lot and then we he was like we, we should start a band and he was like but i you know i love to sing too could like could we both sing and i was like dude yes and so then it kind of just like fell into place and there's certain songs that we've actually never had like a you know, which maybe we should. Maybe we need need to care more. We've never had like a huge fight over like who's singing what. Yeah, I think we should fight more. <laughs> That's healthy. I think so. We don't really like fight. You know, we definitely get on each other's nerves when we're like in the van and stuff. We were just at a Europe tour in a van, and it was like, ooh. It was a little stinky, but yeah, man, we got that's, through it. That's rough. Yeah, just, yeah. But that's just when you put your headphones in and then you just yeah. don't talk to anyone. He's <laughs> in. Weren't you guys playing arenas with Dan and Shay? Uh-huh. So you go from arenas to back to the van. Yeah. Oh yeah. Humbling, huh? Humbling. And then we're going. We're going to two buses in the fall for our U.S. tour. So it's like we're in one van with like every seat filled for like a month over there, and like driving ourselves with like a stick shift van on the wrong side of the road, like <laughs> nearly avoiding death for an entire month, and then coming over here, and it's like, oh wow, well now we're doing. We were doing. We did a 300 cap room in Poland, and now we're going to do a 6,000 cap room in Nashville. So it's like sick cool we probably should go to the uk more and build that business but <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the <laughs> 70 people in, shout out to the 70 people in warsaw poland you yeah. guys are wrong you guys rock there's yeah. probably something fun about those shows though very so fun very so fun yeah reminiscent to the delta fair exactly very. it's it, it's so <laughs> much like the beginning it's like it's nice to and you're, you're also with all new people and you haven't we're the only two that got to feel it the first time that are still around from the i, I guess well, from like the ele- like, there from the shows that there were only like eleven people at. I think that's that's me and Jeff still hold on to that one. But yeah, um, I, I hopped in the van with you guys in 2018. Yeah, so, um, we we all have the stories of playing in front of five people, just different bands, different bands, yeah. different yeah, bands for sure. But yeah, no, uh, the van the van was life for uh, the first few years I joined the guys, and it was a uh, it was a good time, a real good time. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Where would this band be if you guys never met Garrison, that one random party you met him at? That is such a good question. That is a really good question. I think that's a question for you guys, because no, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, we always say Garrison saved the band, Camino, because we'd, we'd been through a couple drummers, and like we've, we have like you know a few fallen soldiers along the way, and me and Spencer have been kind of the, you know, the two singers and two like you know the main storytellers. It's been our baby since the jump, you know, and then so like trying to meet someone who you know wasn't there for those first couple years but also like feels like a brother and feels like you know he has a similar story to tell and a similar passion for why we do what we do is like it's a hard thing to find and so i don't know where we'd be probably sad (laughs) it wouldn't probably still looking yeah probably (laughs) still still looking for garrison but we met him at a fourth of july i we moved to nashville we've been there like three weeks and me and Spencer were living together. We had a 4th of July party 
and we're grilling out just like whoever we just kind of made some new friends in nashville so we just invited like the 20 people that we knew and garrison came with some who'd you go with i guess someone invited you yeah i don't remember who invited me but i got the invite came through like, usually right. he had some bud some budweiser's in hand mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, I walk up keep Beautiful in mind man. i don't know either of these guys yet and i walk up to the backyard with my butt heavy and like a pack of hot dogs and jeff is outside shirtless um with a with an apron on grilling hot dogs and i'm like who the fuck is oh, this guy i think i know like, you, which it, uh which apron was it I, it's you know it's it, uh, uh, will cook for it's sex. will cook for sex yes yes <laughs> i remember that. i was like yeah. oh man all right cool nice. cool guys but party goes on <laughs> and then we basically you know having some beers a bunch of people were over and we had just set up like a rehearsal like set up in our basement and so we heard someone playing the drums and we go downstairs and a bunch of our friends were just jamming and like someone was on bass and guitar and garrison was on the drums just like just looking like the man and we were like gotta lay it down you know (laughs) and then we were like we should ask this guy if he wants to jam yeah from my perspective i was i was jamming with two two good friends of ours in nashville and then they had this like staircase that goes down to the basement and then obviously door frame and i just see like two two little heads like stick out you know <laughs> do that and i was like oh yeah hell yeah i got the gig cool <laughs> it's unofficial audition. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. what are the chances it was meant to be yeah yeah i, I feel really like a lot of people it. a lot of i mean there's some i know some people who would love to be in a band or like you know maybe because i don't even think i i've always loved bands and there's been part of me that wanted to be in a band but it was never like I was like searching to be in a band. I was just making music and found people that I loved making music with so badly that was like, well, we should make this a thing because this is awesome. And I think that's so rare to find those people in your life that you could actually like not only start a band with, but like be business partners and bandmates and roommates and spend every day in the the bus with or the van. It's a very rare kind of compatibility to find that. So... We looked out. Thanks, Garrison. We did Thanks. it, boys. Good Thanks, work. <laughs> that was five years ago, so I'd say we're I'd say we're doing pretty good. We're still alive. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And that's really what what matters. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. Sure. You can listen to the dark. There's a link in the description below. <laughs> also, all of the band Camino's music is waiting for you on Amazon. Your era of like visuals. You, you go through like uh, quite the album cover phase. Like your first album covers give Tumblr. Uh-huh. Then they give like yellow and reds and then mm-hmm. they get real cold again mm-hmm. is what is that kind of just taste changing i think we were in that definite like everything's going to be black and white everything's going to have a everything's going to be a square everything's going to be super like the tumbler Tumblr, era yeah, yeah. those that were like the, just, the dying not the die, i guess it's not really dead but like that's when it was slowly tapering off and like instagram was being like was at its peak also when you don't know or when you don't have any budget or any body to, to take photos or videos or to edit anything like doing that that style is is really easy <laughs> it's very like you can put a black and white filter and, and put a square and put a border around it and it's like our instagram looked like so curated but it was just like we didn't really know what else what other options we had <laughs> it worked yeah just it worked season. Yeah, we're Visco boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the three month hangover. What does that mean? That was one of the first songs I wrote, like, kind of about my breakup with everybody. We were co-writing. To, it was all three was of all three us. Of us. And yep. 
Goldstein. Goldstein and Jordan. Jordan. So there was like five of us in the, in a session, and I had the I had the title just like hangover, like something. I'm, I, you're still like hanging over me, and some kind of like something about a hangover, and we we're like kind of just fleshing that out. But it was like three months after my breakup, so it was like three months, and you're still and I'm still hungover, you know. And we just made all the comparisons of heartbreak to a hangover. Basically, wrote itself. So it is. I get that it is. Yeah. So it is. It's another heartbreak record, but like, uh, yeah, something just hanging on to you. Yeah. How long does it take you to get over somebody, or do you ever get over somebody? That's a good question. I've heard people say that it. This is like a something I heard when I was going through. It was like, oh, it usually takes like you know a fourth of the time that you're with them to get over them i'm like who made that who made that fact but <laughs> maybe that's true maybe not but i don't know i think every thing that you go through that you really feel and you really deeply kind of have to learn to let go of or whatever you probably never get over it in a way at least for me always carry that with you yeah because it matters Listen to the album. What are you thinking? I think Three Month Hangover, is that the only song on the album that's over three minutes? Probably. Po- possibly. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Probably. It's so funny. I, I didn't don't... realize how short the album was, but I did. I was able to listen to the whole thing in my commute this morning. Sweet. Sick. <laughs> how long is your commute? Like maybe this morning, like 28 minutes, something like that, 30 something minutes, 25. Damn. I think the album's pro- it's got to be around a half an hour. Wow. Probably so. I didn't realize it was that short either. Is there a reason everything's under three minutes or do you not realize? I guess you didn't realize no, that until No, I now. didn't even realize. Mm-mm. No. I know. Th- I definitely know Three Month Hangover is one of the longer ones because we have like the whole jam and the bridge and the outro. Yeah. yeah that that song I wrote down, I think it's 302. So I think the longest song is 302. Wow. Well. From what we is. were saying, maybe it's not. We were just getting to the point, I guess. We're <laughs> <laughs> you know. not messing around. Yeah. Like, here through. it is. We got, this is just, this is it. No yeah. fluff. No fluff. Here's the, here's the song. I do love a gang vocal. Save My Life has a gang vocal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we were trying to go for the the choral thing. Super anthemic. Yeah, that, that, that was the idea. That's our One Direction inspired moment. It's it's giving that. Yeah. I love that. Well yeah. done. They were pretty big. Yeah, heard of them? <laughs> yeah, ever heard of them? <laughs> nope. There's only, yeah, this Harry Styles thing right behind you, so. Uh, yeah, it's a big one. I don't want I don't, I don't, I don't to brag, but <laughs> yeah, I have a fine line plaque. <laughs> Did we help a few songs go number one? Maybe. Uh, no, just don't talk. Don't ask me about it anymore. It's fine. So we're moving on. Uh, I need to take it the fuck down. I don't know. It's still behind me. To be honest, I'm going to take it to my house. We're going to set up. I have a hard rock cafe opening in my backyard. No way. Sweet. That's just going to have all the memorabilia shit that we've been given yeah. over the years. I love that. Yeah, you can come and you can come and look at more Harry Styles plaques. Okay, cool. We'll have a burger. But by the way, he is a big deal. One Direction is a big deal. But do you find you yourself still emanating artists like you did early, early? Definitely pulling inspiration from different artists all the time. Like I think even with with Spencer wrote "Save My Life," like when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, we should lean into this like One Direction kind of style of the vocal, just how it's how it is that gang vocal choiry moment." Like you know, it reminded me of when I heard it because I didn't write it. So it's like cool hearing stuff when you. One like someone else writes it, and you can kind of hear it fresh for the first time. It gave me like four album vibes from One Direction, which is my favorite One Direction album. Taste. Taste. This is a 
pretty unprofessional of me, but I have to pee no, so bad. We're about to wrap this <laughs> like, up. Can Too I, many Capri Suns. Can I, yeah, the Capri Suns <laughs> going through me. Final thoughts? Are you good? Let's talk about Novocaine quickly. Okay. You gotta hold it. This is your challenge. I have been. All right. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. I didn't. Go pee. Go pee. I get it. It's like they're in the backyard right now, so you might as well just let them pass the fence. No, let them do their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dogs are out. Yeah, we're talking about, we got on the Birkenstocks again. Guys, I could talk for like two hours now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's restart. I, I feel really good. <laughs> we didn't even get into Novocaine, so it's, it's Okay, cool. Yes, we did. It's written about your dentist. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, okay sorry. Yeah. We actually went oh, through the whole thing. That's all you need to do. So that's, yes, that's it. <laughs> His name's Dr. Wilson. You love Dr. Wilson. I did know that you wanted to know that. Thank you. Novocaine was, uh, it was kind of, we inspired, we try to copy ourselves kind of because see-through is like our most, it's it's one of our most hype songs live and it's just like, it kind of makes sense, it makes sense to us, but it's just a bunch of words. It's more of just a feeling and you can yell them, you want to yell them aggressively and we just wanted something else like that that just had a bunch of words and something Chanty, which I again I didn't write this song, so I'm kind of just talking out of my ass. But no, no, no. That, that's we <laughs> we said this the other day. It's like we were trying to write. There was like a two week period where we were trying to write. We literally called it "See Through 2 We were trying to see write through a second. Two. Why was that? Why did you? Wh- just why that song? Because live, it just like you were saying earlier, it's just one of the ones that for what people really gravitate to that one. So we were try- just trying to find that feeling and emulate that sort of wordy chorus where people are like blurring it all together and there's something feral about it it's definitely different it's definitely way different and the subject is you know obviously way different but yeah feeling down bad uptight sticking to my hard line tell me that i'm all right Mm -hmm. up there you go but again it's also like it's kind of vague but it's like kind of not so we like to to open it up for interpretation for people and then at the obviously at the very end it's like i'm feeling for the first time it's about meeting somebody that after being in a place where you haven't necessarily wanted to meet anybody and you're still trying to work through pe- previous heartbreak and or just general existential life stuff and shutting off your feelings a little bit and you getting in getting more into your head and then meeting somebody where at a time where you weren't expecting to meet somebody and feel those things and you're like I'm feeling for the first time in a, in a long time or again or ever and being afraid of that and feeling like you need something to offset that feeling of of that new just pure unbridled like emotion you know you gotta listen to the dark and you can listen to Novocaine and all the other songs we're talking about they're waiting for you link in the description below final thoughts Daniel it's, it's, it's all you <laughs> <laughs> You need to know about Novocaine. You got your answer? Are you fed? Yeah. You feel fed? I feel great. Good. How, do you, how do you guys feel? <laughs> I feel, feel pretty so good. good. Yeah. yeah. I think we ate today. Pretty chill. Sure. I think we did eat. We had some really good, um, in, in your green room, there was a, uh, these, what were they? Moon, moon, moon cheese? Oh, uh, yeah. Did you get some charcuterie? We, we didn't, we I didn't see the ch- charcuterie. Dude. Was there a charcuterie board I, I out think there? It, actually, no, we, we passed it on the yeah. way to the mm-hmm. room, I think. We're more interested in the bags of chips. Yeah, the bags yeah. of oh, process. You know, we like processed stuff yeah. way better anyway. Got it. Enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From me to you, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks, thanks thank for, you so much for having us. us. Yeah, I appreciate the three of you. You guys are fucking great. And uh, listen to The Dark. Again, link in the description below. The Band Camino, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> listen, to, listen to Zach live Monday through Friday on AMP.